You're listening to After the Jack, a McPherson Media Group production. Hello and welcome to another edition of After the Jack. I'm Tyler Ma, your host here in the Shepherd and News studio. And as always, uh, by my side, Ash Williamson. Welcome back to the show. Thanks, Tyler. Thanks for having me. Yes, uh, finals are certainly in the air. It certainly is. And Brian Nisbet, as always, fresh off uh, a big win in midweek pennant. Brian, uh, how are you doing? Yeah, good. Thanks, Tyler. Uh, good afternoon, Ash. You're in the lap of the gods next week, mate. Yeah, one point out. Uh, yeah. Well, we've got to win 16-zip and hope Tally get a rink off Shep Golf and we'll be right. Oh, we'll get into that, but first, uh, Brian, I've asked for more guests and you've delivered with the, the biggest of them all. Please uh, introduce our uh, fellow guest in the studio. Yeah, we're honoured today to have the chairman of the Goulburn Murray Bowls area, Alan Rogers. Welcome to the program, Alan. Your first time on After the Jack. Thank you, Brian. A pleasure to be here and uh, good afternoon, fellas. Thanks for coming in. You almost My got the pleasure. name right, Brian. It's the Golden Murray Bowls region, but uh, we'll, we'll forgive you that one. Well, it's a Golden Valley area and the Murray area, then, and then yeah. the Golden Murray region. It's We've had to um, – there's been a few changes, hasn't the last few years, Alan? Yes, there has With been. With the a... name changes and all that, and it takes a bit of getting used to. It sure does, yes. Now, I'll kick off with – I think a big issue in uh, the Goulburn Valley Bowls area is the disparity between the top sides in Division 1 weekend pennant with three power sides, Shep Golf, Kai Abram and Tally Garupna, and the remaining teams only making up the numbers. What can be done to arrest this situation as players in the lower teams are facing a max exodus of personnel if this trend continues? I'll use, for example, East Shepherd and last year. They lost two or three or four players initially, then it just had a um, domino effect and we finished up losing 12. Yeah. Because there's a, a few, the word out was, I'm not going to play in a side that gets thrashed every week. And that, that was um, a phrase used by a few players who, who left the club and went to other clubs in the Golden Valley. Mm. And in the same strength, your midweek team has done very well, Brian. Eastship. Yeah, but the midweek competition is a good standard, but it's nowhere near as good as – you can't compare Division 1 midweek with weekend Division 1, can you, Ash? Oh, different formats, obviously, the three rinks and the four rinks, and it sort of the, um, levels the playing field in a sense. Um and, you know, I, I guess there are quite a lot that do double up and play Tuesday and Saturday. Um, but I guess the, the common theme with the, the three strong sides that you mentioned in the Saturday comp, um, Kybram, Golf and Tally, um, they're only really probably playing Saturday pennant uh, more so and not, not doubling up on the, on the Tuesday. So, um, and, pro- and probably the main reason behind that is because a lot of their players work during the week so they can't manage it. Um, yeah, look, I, I don't know what the what the answer is. I mean, I think East Shepherd and the example you used, and and, and it certainly looks like that um, you know they could be losing more players at the end of the season as well. Um, but you know, you, you you look at Marupna, who's come up from Division Two to Division One this year in the Saturday comp, and and they're working really hard to try and pick up players. So. Um, yeah, look, it's equalisation is probably one of the hardest things to, to negotiate in sport, really. It doesn't matter whether it's 
um, you know, local sport or even professional, you look at NBA and AFL and things like that, um, those professional comps, there's always going to be a, a, a hierarchy, I think, and a top and a bottom sort of bracket. What have you seen in the Murray playing area this season, Alan, after the, the change to, to three rinks across the board and I suppose especially Div 1 Saturday pennant? Yes, well, there is a bit of a, a move to try and go back to the 16, but uh, the 12 is really working well. Um, I might be corrected on this, but I think it has evened up the competition a little bit. Yeah, and right? and, and certainly you would no, notice that playing for Namurka, like your finals chances this year are really positive, really strong. Um and, you know, you, you are, uh, like, playing three rinks, you are capable of, you know, obviously causing an upset and only winning run one rink more often, I think. Mm. Yes, it has evened up our competition a lot, you know, in, especially in the Division 1. And, and it makes your uh, Division 2 a little bit stronger too because you've dropped four players down. Yeah. Whereas I don't know with these power clubs, it's going to make them stronger again, is it? Well, that I think that's the that's the discussion. I, I think um, twenty one ends straight through will be a, a more immediate equalisation um, process or, or attempt at least. Um, I, I think if if you look if if you got the cards from all the Division One games this year and you looked at the last uh, ends twenty two to twenty five across the board, yeah, the the disparity in shots would be completely in favour of golf tally. Well, particularly say if you're you're already leading by fifteen or so shots after twenty ends, and the overalls out of the picture for the side on the losing end. Um, what te- what tends to happen is they they might start to play some more aggressive shots and miss drives and things like that, and that's when the big numbers tend to occur. Um, and I, and I think as well. Um, it might encourage more players to, to want to play knowing that um, the 21 end straight through is a, is a much friendlier format in terms of timing and, and not, not having the whole day taken up potentially. And that adds on to that the flexibility, um, the added flexibility of, of a shorter game, uh, you know, yeah. whether there's heat, I think we'll discuss it shortly, whether there's heat and, and change of times, it, it, it allows you to sort of move the game around a lot easier than, than having to fit a five or six hour yes. block of time somewhere. Yeah. Brian, you've got some more. Yeah, well, a reduction in ends of 21, uh, we will reduce the big margins by, I'd say, 20%, which is considerable. Instead of getting beaten by 60, you might get beaten by 44 or something. Yeah. And that... That's you know it's still a bit of a touch up, but and uh, as and I believe and as I said before, the twelve aside has merit, of, particularly in the from Division Two down, the smaller clubs like Yarrowa, uh, Stanhope, Nagambi, at Merch Dookie, Merch Dookie, their clubs, hopefully to try and get up and play a higher division. Yeah, but they 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 wouldn't be able to put up sixteen good players in. The, even Division Three, I wouldn't imagine. Well, Alan, was that the sort of the consensus you found from the Murray clubs when you went from the sixteen to the twelve? That you know, um, your Berrigans, Catandras, the smaller clubs that maybe um, weren't as prominent in Division One, but were playing in the lower grades. It would um, they really was in favour of that? Yes, they were, and yeah. our, and our Division One has become a lot stronger and Katandra and Berrigan mm. are really competitive. They are running the top sides and they have beat the top sides. Yeah. So it has evened it up quite a lot. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, um, 
I, I guess for the sides that are stronger and probably have that depth from 1 to 16, it puts a bit of competition on for spots and you probably might have the odd player who all of a sudden, you know, is playing Division 2. But I guess, you know, that's that's only a minority. And I think, you know, if you're making decisions trying to cater for a few, it makes it, you know, makes it a bit more difficult. Mm. The thing I find about down in the Goulburn Valley, more so than in our area, just say the Stanhopes, the Hilltops, the Taturas or those sort of clubs, if they've got one really good player, he tends to leave there because he wants to play in finals. Yeah. And he goes to one of these three top, top clubs. Yeah. And, and, and that's making them stronger again. Yes. And, and they're, they're just dropping back a bit, you know. Yeah, it's the, the rich get richer and the poor and get richer. That's right. Yeah. Yes. And that's the thing he, I noticed. Yeah. And any new bowlers that come into town, where do they go to? Yeah. Shep Golf. They want success. Yeah, Or they go to Tally Garupna. Who are on the up. They must have a bit of an incentive out there for them to go there. But but it's either at the moment it's golf or Tally. They're the flavour of the month. Yeah. Park were lucky to pick up Graham Myers and Dylan Herner, two quality players. Mm. But um, I believe if the other clubs would have known they were on the market, they would have been chasing them. Oh, yeah. Well, and look, I think um, as well, you know, success, you know, speaks for itself. And obviously, um, you know, Kybram this year was probably won a little bit out of the box. They haven't probably had the Division One Premiership success, but you could see that, um, you know, once they got one or two and they could see what was building, they all decided to go, okay, we can have a really big crack here. And, and I think, um, you know, so it's proved that they've, you know, they've got the talent there to, to sort of jump into that top bracket you know, and hopefully keep that list there for a while. Yeah, and Jeff France made a return, and uh, nine out of ten people would have probably predicted him to, to play for East. Yeah. But where'd he go, Tally Garupna? Yeah, it's hard. Um, you can't blame him either because he's you – know. he gave East about 20 years service. Yeah. So good luck to him if he can play in the finals. Alan, I know it's um, – clubs are discussing at the moment, obviously, pr- pr- proposals to change the, the pennant – format and structure in, in the Golden Valley. Um, have you had any discussions with people at some of the Golden Valley clubs about what their club's consensus was and what your your thoughts might be in terms of when a decision might be made or, um, yeah, what what's on the on the cards? Yeah, no, we haven't had any discussion with the clubs. We're there to uh, run delegates meeting and it's up to the clubs to put forward their suggestion. It's not up to us as a board mm. to suggest this, even though we did suggest the 21 ends yep. for the midweek and that and, and for just for the lower divisions. Yeah. And from what I've seen about that, it's working really well. But yeah. there is a lot of negativeness in the GV about 21 ends. Yeah, look, from my point of view, I think in those lower grades, and, and, and obviously it's um, it's been good, I think, that it's been trialled in those lower grades. And to me, it feels like that it's it's worked to the point where it would be something to push through to all the grades next year, Tyler. What, what do you think? Yeah, I agree. I, I think um, <clears throat> 25 ends with a break in in a, in an era now where we're, we're really struggling Numbers wise, volunteers wise, uh, across the board to you know at all sports, it's not just bowls, it's not just well. A lot of clubs aren't even doing proper smoko breaks, and that no, obviously no, since no, COVID and things like that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yep. I think twenty one ends straight through uh, for the the overall health of the game um, is, is a no brainer, really, especially in in country regions. It's um, something that makes the game more accessible, um, more entertaining. I would think, yep. and um, 
uh, more appealing as far as I'm concerned. If you're a good side and you're worried about not having those extra ends to, to sort of put the foot down a bit, um, then yeah, I think you, your your thoughts are misconstrued because um, you know, you've just got to play better bowls Early um, on, <laughs> early, earlier on, or quicker, and you've got to be, um, you know, your your level should stay the same across the twenty one ends. Well, if it's good enough for Melbourne and good enough for Benigo, why isn't it good enough for Golden Valley? Well, exactly, and you know, you see, um, and Murray, yeah, and Murray, yeah, and you see the Melbourne Premier games that are played on Friday nights and things like that, and um, you, you know, I think it opens the door for a lot more of that stuff. Given that you know, you can start at six and maybe finish it. 10 or a bit mm. a bit earlier with the 21 in straight through. So I think it just opens up, as you said, the flexibility creates more opportunities to um, promote the game and, um, and you know, have it, have it as a bit of a showpiece on the weekend. I know it's obviously competing with cricket and tennis and all these other things, so it um, gives people an opportunity there. What about promotion, uh, Alan? I believe we've discussed this time and again and it hasn't really worked, but I believe the premiership ship side in each division should go up to a higher division. It happens in all other sports, whether they've already got a team there or not, it's worth it. It's worth having another crack at it in the Golden Valley, I yeah. believe. Oh, I couldn't agree more. I think if you win a premiership you should make every endeavour to go up into the next grade. The only trouble is your bigger clubs have already got one in that higher grade anyway, don't yeah, you? I know. Yeah. I mean it could be there's, cause there'll be instances of two teams in the one division, like Shep Golf and Kai Abram, and I believe they'd still be pretty competitive. Well, the recent example that I um, go back to is Shep Park had two Division One sides in the Division One midweek competition. Probably, I think that it was twice in about three years because um, they, their second side went up and then they got, they got relegated and, and went down and won Division Two again and went back up. And um, I guess it, it sort of... It probably it causes a few issues in terms of you know um, probably one side's going to get stacked and that sort of thing and that's that's natural but um, I think it I think I think it creates an interesting like I'd love to see potentially Kybram's Division One play their Division Second Division One side like their twos their D- Division Two Premiership winning side or whatever the case may be Shep Golf v Shep Golf I think those those rivalries. Um, would be interesting to see on the green. And I think there would be, you know, you think back, there was no more entertaining tri-series, uh, cr- talking cricket now, than when Australia yeah. A was uh, inserted <laughs> into it to play Australia. Um, but I think, you know, it, it, it's probably, that I can certainly see the, the case against, um, uh, back when I was playing in Baxmarsh in the Central Highlands League, it, it was always an issue when there was a second side. But I think the standard up here is good enough to... Um, to really encourage that because really if if you're not encouraging that those smaller clubs they'll never get the opportunity to win a flag because they'll always be playing you know Shepherd and Golf's third side in Division 3 but if they were playing Shepherd and Golf's fourth side in Division 3 yep. um, they'd have a much greater opportunity to you know defeat them and um, move through the ranks and, and taste premiership success themselves without having to bottom out and drop down a grade. And I think it sort of um, it defeats sort of the purpose a little bit or dilutes having the promotion relegation rule if it's only enforced every few years because the stars align where the bottom side in Division 1 goes down because the second side in Division 2 wins the premiership and doesn't have a side in Division 1. So in this case, it would be your role winning Division 2 and going up and the bottom side in Division 1. So, you know, if it's only enforced every few years, it's sort of 
becomes a bit of a um, anomaly, I guess. I think it just sort of it doesn't doesn't carry any weight having that that rule in place. Whereas if you know it's going to happen every year, and then I think it gives those sides a real incentive, and they know that if they do win the premiership, they're going to go up. And especially if you do end up with twelve uh, with three rings, yes, um, that would you know that would give you six. If, say Kyabram won Div two, and they went up, um, and it and it went to three rings. Um, aside, you know th- that is only six rings. So yes, I-, I think both sides would still be pretty strong. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Oh, that's a good example. Well, yeah. they would be. <clears throat> Same with Shep Golf. Yes. Yep. By only having the twelve players, though, you're going to have a lot more grades because you're dropping down. You're dropping down. Yeah, you understand that's, what I mean. Yeah, that's right. There's a yeah. flow on. You're yep. going to go right down seven, eight because there'll be you know less and less. Yep. Yep. Alan, the final situation. What's the story there? We. As the clubs are not still nominate for the um, their clubs to host finals. Yes, we're asking clubs to send in and nominate where whether their greens are available or up to be playing on finals. But uh, I think the match committee will have the say on or where the finals are going to be, and they should be neutral. They should be on your best greens in your playing area, and uh, and I think that's always been the case, Brian. Mm. Yeah. Oh, well. Shep Parker will be in the Division One final, Division Two. They they will play finals. East East won't make it. So I believe uh, golf are going to be involved in the final. That rules them out. But uh, Shep Park, whose greens are good, and East Shepparton, you'd think those two clubs would probably host. They could host all the finals on the final Saturday in the season. They could, um, but you know. It, and then it comes down to whether you want finals on carpet or grass or whatever. The, like, I think St- Stanhope's greens are generally really good as well. Um, Tatura's greens have hosted grand finals in the past as well. So there's some really... Um, Eroa. Eroa, yeah, yep. Um, Magnificent. Oh, absolutely. Um, so, you know, I, th- I think I think we're really blessed in the competition to have, have the options there. And I guess it just comes down to who's in the grand finals on the particular day. And obviously having them all on the Saturday... Um, there'll probably there'll be you know more than one venue needed. So, and it's important if two like, for instance, Shep Golf ones and twos are in the final. Yes, you play them at the one venue. Well, you'd hope so. Yeah. Yes. Yep. For those for those supporters. For the and, supporters. Yeah. yeah. Yes, Brian. Well, uh, what else is uh, what else do you want the members to discuss and send in recommendations on, Alan, on other issues in the. In the um, during the pennant season, well, uh, you know the couple of main things we've already discussed about the twenty one ends and, and the starting times. You know, you don't want to be starting any later than one o'clock. You know, because it frees up your evening if you play twenty one ends, and even if you are playing twenty five, you want to be starting then. The weather issue, whether we start. I cannot believe how well the weather issue in Murray has been that the clubs want to play early. They're all mm. looking at quarter to ten roll-up now. Yeah. And uh, it's been a positive, positive. Uh, they don't want to play in the afternoon. So what's the heat qualifier for, for being able to change that? Or is there there's no qualifier? It's just the clubs can decide. Okay, sure. The club secretaries and the managers get together and discuss it all. And, uh, yep. you know, it's better to play a game than start at one o'clock and it gets to three and you're sitting around, sitting around. Yeah. You know, and 21 ends takes... Three and a half hours. So if you start at ten, you're finished at one when the heat's on. Half past one. Yeah. 
you start any later, you're in trouble. And you and you find that the clubs are happy to um, negotiate that. You know, obviously there is quite a fair bit of travel and things like that. They can make they're happy to make all those arrangements yep. to get there early. A little bit harder on the green keepers preparing the greens. Yeah, right. Especially in the grass areas, not so much with the synthetic. Yeah, but that's the only uh, perhaps. Uh, down point on it. But yeah. look, in Murray, it's, I'm surprised how the clubs are all wanting to play early. Absolutely. Yeah, look, we, we started early on the weekend against Shep Golf. They they requested it. Um, you know, the forecast was for 37 and um, it wasn't quite that hot. It sort of dipped a bit later in the week. But um, I think I think it was um, good to be finished by about 3.30. We had quite a number of other teams playing there that had started at normal time. So you're able to support them and have a bit of a look, which was good. Alan, the heat rule. What what's what is the rule? Is it forty or thirty eight? We've had a couple of guests on here who, who um, thought the rule was thirty eight, and some are saying it's still forty. I thought it was still forty, but mm. I stand corrected. What is it for weekend pennant? Well, I I believe it's thirty eight in midweek, and I think it's forty in the Saturday pennant, and it's cancelled by the Win TV. Yeah, on Friday. On the Friday okay, that's yeah. fair enough. And yep. I think that's a really good system. But I don't know what happens now if it, you know, if they're going to start early and it does on the 40 degrees, it cuts out the... Do they still... I think it's still got to be cancelled because that's the way it's uh, wrote in our bylaws and our... Uh, yeah, I would say the bylaws need, need to be tweaked yep. um, to allow for that that opportunity to negotiate and um, move the start time that you would have to either change the rule to um, the bureau or, you know, an, uh, an established um, weather bureau uh, or insert a clause that says um, this is the rule for a, a 1 PM start time. Yes. Um, if you're starting, if your match is expected to be finished prior to 1 PM, then, then it doesn't apply. Um, apply. Yep. And the, we're having a live stream, Alan, of the grand final, as you're well aware, of Division 1, and we're going to have crosses to the Murray. We'll, you'll line up a, um, someone up there like Ray Nye will give us a progress score. And I believe presentation night is going to be on a Sunday afternoon now. Yes, we've switched away from the evening. We find that, uh, you know, clubs that are travelling, we're getting an older group mm. and... Uh, We've had this in Murray for a couple of years. We have an afternoon tea and it's not the big charge of a meal. And uh, we still, our crowds have gone up at our presentation uh, afternoons compared to the evenings. Who who do you think um, is looking good to possibly play in the Murray Div 1 Grand Final for you, from what you've seen this year? It's, well, it's quite an open race, the four at the moment. The last couple of weeks, it has really opened up, and uh, you know, Cobram have been on top. Newmarket Golf cleaned them up at the weekend, so yep, very even up there. One you were lost three in a row, I think, and yep. so was Tokemore. They're out of the four, so uh, yeah. Look, whoever runs into a bit of form, there, um, you know, it' surprising. You know, Berrigan upset one you, well, you know, yep, they got to uh, get back into it and try and regroup, but. Uh, Newmerka Golf look as though they could cause a bit of strife. They cleaned up uh, Cobram, so well. I think it'll be a great addition to the live stream coverage, Brian. Having the the live scores from the Murray Grand Final as well, and uh, just adds another element to what should be an exciting day of Grand Final action. Exactly. Yeah, yeah it certainly does, and we keep all the all the viewers um, informed because there'll be a lot lot from the Murray who can't make the game, and they uh, can watch the they'll get a live telecast of a. 
of a, a grand final, which is uh, what everyone uh, aspires to play in. Yep. So the, the Murray Match Committee have already decided where the grand final is going to be and it's going to be at Berrigan. Okay. It was held there last year, the whole four uh, divisions, five divisions this year, So and it was a wonderful venue. Perfect. So, uh, yeah. Look forward to it. Yep. Yeah, we certainly will. All right, Brian, do we want to have a break, Tyler, and then we'll come back with some uh, weekend and Tuesday pennant reviews and previews? Sounds good. You're listening to After the Jack, a McPherson Media Group production. Hello and welcome back to After the Jack. We thank and appreciate Alan Rogers, uh, the chairperson of the Goulburn Murray Bowls region, uh, for coming on the show and chatting to us about his thoughts on uh, some of the potential upcoming changes uh, to the playing area and, and some of the other conditions of play but uh, we'll quickly roll through some of the uh, weekend and midweek action uh, as finals heat right up don't they Ash? Yes uh, some of the competitions in Tuesday pennant today played their final round so we'll start with division five uh, Shep Park swept Colvin Avon 45 shots to 26 Yarrow are also too good at Rushworth 58 27 claiming all the points uh, Marupna also took all the points over at Violet Town, 45-38. And uh, Avenal, uh, too good for East Shepparton, and 40 shots to 33, 12 points to two. So looking at the final ladder there, uh, in the qualifying final will be Shepparton Park versus Euroa. Then Avenal and Rushworth will play in the elimination final. Uh, they got venues there. It says that, uh, no, there's no venues or um, those finals aren't locked in, but that's the final ladder positions there in Div 5. Div 4, round 17. So there's actually another round next week with more teams in this competition. Round 17 today, Alexandra far too good for Kyabram at Kyabram, which is a good win on the road there, 91-43, 14 points to two. Murchison pipped to Tura Hilltop, 59-55, uh, 14 points to two. Uh, Merrigan forfeited against Eildon, um, so they pick up all 16 points there. Dookie went to Seymour and had a good 68-52 win, 14 points to two. And Shep Park claimed all the points against East Shepparton at home, 76-49. So looking at the ladder ahead of the final round, uh, Alexandra on top with only one loss for the year, followed by Eildon, Dookie and Shepparton Park. Shepparton Park are 10 points clear of Murchison. Uh, so going into that final round, we'll look at who's playing each other quickly. Uh, we've got Murch and Shep Park, so that'll decide for spot there potentially. Uh, Dookie playing Merrigan, Tat Hilltop against Kyabram, Alexandra playing East Shep and Eildon against Seymour. In Division 3, uh, East Shepparton 14-2, defeated Namurka 81-66. Alan uh, said they just didn't handle the carpet as well as uh, the home side did there. Um, uh, Seymour VRI 12-4, defeated Ngambi 69-63. Shepparton Park 16-0, got all the chocolates over Shepparton Golf 95-50. Euroa 15-1, defeated Marupna Golf by just three shots in the end. Tight one there. And Kyabram 16, defeated Avenal 0 86 points to 69. Uh, that leaves the ladder with one round to go. Seymour VRI on top from Shepparton Park, Numerka and Kyabram. Nagambi fifth on the outside looking in, but they're 18 points um, adrift. So, so they can't, can't get they there. They cannot get there. 
and it looks like the top two is set too. So uh, pretty, um, pretty much a dead rubber last round. But uh, obviously, the sides in the the finals will want to um, get some form. So that's Seymour VRI, Shepherd and Park. Numerka and Kai Abram will be playing finals in Division 3. Division 2, a uh, bit of a trend this week. Uh, a lot of clean sweeps except for one game. Stanhope took all the points at home against Shep Park, 102-54. to 54. Uh, East Shepparton, too good for Marupna Golf, 82-67. Kai Abram, uh, 89-49 over Marupna. And Tally Garupna, 80-47 o- uh, over Tat Hilltop. And the only game where the rinks were kind of split, or not split, but one, two rings to one. Shep Golf went over to Seymour, 74-67, 14 points to two. One round left, and looking at the top four, Kybram on top, uh, three games clear, so they're going to finish on top. Shepparton Parker second, even though they lost at, um, at Stanhope today quite comfortably, 178. They are 17 points clear, so they're set in second, so they'll play Kai in the qualifying final. Tally are third, 161. Shep Golf are fourth. 151, and as Brian alluded to, East Shepparton uh, in fifth, 151, one point behind. So looking at those final round matches, Shep Park play Kyabram, the top side, 1v2. Tat Hilltop versus East Shepparton. So, Brian, do you think you can get a sweep there, mate? Yeah, I think we can. Over at... Uh, Won't be easy. They defeated this undercover at East, so... Yeah, and this one's to, at Hilltop. Yeah, we're going to have to lift our game. It's on the grass, but... You've got to be confident. Yep. Marupna versus Seymour. Marupna Golf versus Stanhope. And the one that Brian's other eye will be on is Shepparton Golf at home against Tally Garupna. So you're needing golf to lose a rink and you win 16-0 pretty much. Yeah, well, I hope um, David Dawes continues to play. He's played four games and qualified. Yeah, so no doubt he's in for the long haul now. The, um, the, ag, the ag business must be quiet on Tuesdays for, for David. Yeah, well, let's see. It must be. Yeah. Uh, He's reduced his hours, (laughs) and um, what an acquisition for Tally. So I'd expect Tally to win that game, but you just don't know. And we've still got to beat uh, Hilltop, so it'll go right to the boy, no doubt. Edna Harling Shield uh, wrapped up its preliminary rounds today, and uh, it was a thrilling finish in terms of the double chance. Shepherd and Golf's 16-0 win over reigning Premier Tatura Hilltop, 93-46, secured it the second spot on the ladder over Shepparton Park, who dropped a rink down in Seymour, uh, and that was enough to, to drop them from second to third. So uh, Park 14-2 over Seymour, got the overall win in the end, 81-68. But Ian Eichfuss, uh defeated Die Hands quite comfortably and uh, was the difference in the double chance for the Parkers. Uh, the other couple of games before we touch into them, Euroa 16-0 over Rushworth by 33 shots. And Kai Abram, 14-2 over East Shepparton by just three shots, which will give East Shepparton uh, a bit of confidence going into the finals because Kai Abram finishes on top and East uh, slips into the four um, in fourth spot. Yeah, it's a great top four. Just looking at the points, Kai Abram, 136, uh, get the minor premiership. Shep Golf, as we mentioned, second on 133. Park, one point behind on 132, and East Shepparton fourth on 124, and then Yarrawa and Seymour were just outside, and even Tad Hilltop. But um, sort of looking at the the Park result, I'm just missing second. You know, Die Hands' rink again uh, went down pretty heavily, and, you know, they've chopped and changed with the combination. Um, you know, um, my old man Greg Williamson was up playing third this week, and Kate Bush went back to leading, and... 
I don't know what they do with it really. I think you know she by by her standards, die. She's um she's I think she's only won her rink two or three times for the whole season. And I think it's been Graham Myers's rink that's been really carrying that division one side. And this gets back to the the old three rink pennant. You know you can if you've got a really dominant rink, it can often it can cover um, if the other two only get beaten by five or so each. Um, you know and and Myers's rink a couple of times has done that this year and. I think they'll be kicking themselves, Shep Park, that they didn't get second spot because there were some games there where they, you know, they should have easily picked up at least another extra rink or two. But that's what ifs. And it's certainly not uh, an invincible minor premier either. So that it's a, a really a shot at. It's not so much a shot at a double chance. It's it's a shot at direct entry to a grand final. Exactly. Yeah. And the way um, the competition's been so tight this year in Division One, you know, everyone's sort of beaten everyone um, in roundabout sort of things. So. The form lines are really hard to read going into the finals campaign, which starts in a couple of weeks' time. And, um, yeah, I wouldn't know where. I'd like my money to be going, Brian. No, it could. Look, any of the four sides could take it off, but the double chance, you'd think one or two position um, would be um, the position to be in. Yeah. Um, You can drop that first game and then come back in the preliminary win and the grand final. But it's still a – you're still going to win at least – if you're down third or fourth, you got to win three games. If one or two, you got to win two. Yeah, and look, um, it all. I think it'll all come down to as well as who's picked in those sides as well, and who's available at the right time. And um, you know, obviously, Kyberman and Golf. Um, you know, they're they're the ones that have got the double chance. So you know, they'll be able to have two bites at the cherry and see what happens. Exactly. Weekend pennant, Brian, from Saturday, just gone. Yes, eleventh uh, of February, the last round was played. We've got two rounds to go. Division 7. Uh, the four after the third last round. There's Rushworth, Philotown, Eild and Alex in that order. Surprise of the round was bottom side Admiral defeated top side Rushworth to get off the bottom by three shots. And believe it or not, mathematically can still make the four. <laughs> Unbelievable. That is. At Rushworth as well. Yep. Eildon had a good win over Alex and Violetown snuck in against now bottom team Seymour by four shots. In Division 6, Yay, Kai, Yarrow and Stanhope make up the four with Shep Park eight points out, Stanhope uh, 13 out. Stanhope thrash Marupna 16 zip. Yarrow defeated Park by a good margin, 14-2. Shep golf down by eight to Dookie, 214. And in the match around topside, Yay drew with the visitors, Kai Abram. 7-9, Kai getting the 9 points to 7 because they won an extra rink, which shows there is nothing between Yay and Kai. Division 5, Alex will finish top with Dookie and Colby battling it out, battling it out for the cupboard double chance. Merch and Eildon separated by only 4 points will contend for 4th spot in the match of the day. Dookie defeated Merch at home by 8. Eildon by 13 over Marupna Golf. Colby by 27 over VRI. Alex by 28 over Merrigan. And Tad Hilltop by 14 over East. Division 4, Kai, VRI, Yaroa and Tad Hilltop comprise the four. But Tally 5th played 2nd last each next round and Tad Hilltop played topside Kai Abram. If Tally win and Tad Hilltop lose, Tally will be in right in contention for a final spot. With one round remaining. VRI defeated Tad Hilltop by 30. Yarrow defeated Park by 9. Tally defeated Seymour by 37. And Kai at home defeated East by 26. Division 3, Seymour finished top. Rushworth probably second. Then 
five sides battling for third and fourth spots in a dramatic conclusion of the season. Top side Seymour rebounded, thrashing third place in the Gamby by 49. Stanhope beat Park by four to replace them in fifth spot. Now level on points. Rushworth at home by 13 over Marupna, who are now 14 points outside the top four. That is uh, Marupna. And Shep Golf by 31 at Avenal, retaining fourth spot. So a great battle there to finish the season off. Yeah, I caught a bit uh, the end of the Park Stanhope game, which was on air under cover green, and um, that come down right to the last end, uh, whispering Wes Gibbs against uh, Peter Myers. And, um, you know, both sides were sort of thinking that 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 win or that result could decide who jumps into the four at the end. I know Stanhope's fifth at the moment, but I think they've got a pretty kind draw in the last couple of rounds, which might be enough to sneak him in. So, yeah. No, it'll be a very um, a dramatic uh, last round as well. Division 2, Kai Courtesy defeating second last East by 24 will finish minor premiers. Shep Golf and Yoroa will hotly contest second spot and the double chance, only three points separating them with two to go. Park will be the other finals participant. In the match of the round, Yoroa at home defeated Park by two, ending their double chance opportunity. Shep Golf eliminated Tally from the finals race by 33. And in the upset of the round, Marupna Golf won their first game, defeating Taddy Hilltop by four points. Yep. Winning on only one rink, courtesy of Jeff McPhee, who was their only winner the round before against East. Uh, Park will be kicking themselves in Division 2. I think that's their third or fourth game that they've lost by two shots for the year, and they were a fair way up in the, in this game against Uroa and, and coughed up shots late. So um, their double chance is gone. They'll finish fourth, but what might have been? Yes, and in Division 1, Marupna broke the ice in a nail-biter against Salad Dweller in East. Fellow Salad Dweller. Uh, three ranks to one, Daniel Nichols. Um, made a surprise um, appearance again. He's third of the season. He's won every game. I think he's 3-0, yeah. Not yeah, sure it he was won by 21 shots. Well, it was to me. But I'm not in the inner sanctum, mate. Park through Josh Warren's rink, won by 21 shots overall, but went down by seven to um, Shep Golf. I believe Brett Foley Can we ta- picked up six in the last end of yeah. the match to win by seven. Yeah, so a bit to digest from this one, really. I'm not really in the business of honourable losses, but I think the feeling was amongst Parks Group um, on Saturday afternoon was, you know, we we took a real lot of confidence out of how we finished the game off. I mean, I think we were probably at least 15 or more down with less than maybe 10 ends to go, and Josh's rink was well up, and and they picked up a number to complete their win, and then all of a sudden... um, I was, uh, I was with Paul Warren and we picked up a four on the second last end against Brad Orr and then Paul Nichols picked up. The, all of a sudden we look at it and Brett Foley's playing his second last rink, uh, end against Dennis Beck and we're, we're one down overall. Um, and oh, actually we might have even been ahead on the second last end and um, holding three shots and Brett Foley drew second shot and that put them up one overall going into the last end and we thought, oh, could be on here, but... Um, and we were holding two shots on that on that last end, and then Paul Truen drew a resting toucher, and um, we were trying to drive it off, and that's why we dropped the big number. But I don't reckon I've ever seen golf look as vulnerable as what they have, and, and that includes last year when they lost the grand final against Tally. I thought they were still quite, um, you know, red hot, but um, 
I think there's some concerns there. I, I don't know if they're a happy camp at the moment and um, looking at some of the performances um, in their in their side, I think there's a lot that they need to work out before the final start. I think there's a few passengers there that they'll look to sort of either move, move out or move rinks and things like that. And I think they would have been, you know, um, a little – Disappointed with how they finished off the game against, you know, in a position that they normally just kill, you know. Um, and certainly we think that, you know, after that weekend's performance that we're not that far off those top three. Um, no, it was a good effort by Park, no doubt about that. And the big off-field news uh, this week that came in about 20 minutes after I pressed uh, the, the record button to stop this show last week was uh, <laughs> that Brett Foley is stepping down um, after the season as Shepparton Golf coach. Yes. Um, I think the the coaching Murchison um, to Lambert Football Club is is um, a lot of work, as it would be. Yes. Um, and that's sort of eating into everything else. But um, Brad Orr is stepping back to take over the reins again for yeah. next season. Yeah, look, I, look, there's no question that coaching a footy club t- demands more time and effort than coaching a bowls club and, you know, with recruiting and pre-season and things like that. And I think that's where maybe, um, you know, some of the things happening at Shep Golf, maybe that time and effort isn't being spent on them at this stage. Um, and that's why um, he's opted to to not continue in that role next season. And, um, you know, he's obviously got his heart set on on being really successful as a football coach. And I know that when he moved back to the area, he was eyeing off, um, you know, senior football coaching roles to really step into that realm. And Murchison's provided that opportunity. And, um, you know, I guess golf's lucky that they had, you know, quite a willing and probably the most successful replacement in coaching history sort of waiting in the wings, ready ready to step up. And I read his comment, Brad's comments with interest in the paper saying, you know, how the year off's really given him time to refresh and focus on his bowls. And obviously Shep Golf wanted some clarity once they knew that Brett wasn't going to continue in the role anymore. And Brad was more than willing to step up to the plate again after, after having a year off to recharge. So I think... Um, Full steam ahead, I think for them. It'll be interesting to see whether Brett plays as a just goes ahead, goes on as a player. I'm not 100 percent sure whether he'll be able to commit to that as well. If he's obviously continuing with the footy stuff, which sort of as we know, Tyler goes right into the summer as well. Yeah, it certainly does. Yeah, I think he'll still play. Uh, Kai were too strong in Division One for Tad Hilltop by 15. Tad Hilltop always within 15 or 20 shots of the top side despite their low position on the ladder. Peter Lesseur's rink had a good win over Glen Fields. And Catelli uh, were too strong for Stanhope by 28, despite Ben Fletcher's rink's good win by 16 shots. Kai still one point ahead in the battle for the coveted double chance. Well, I think, and um, looking ahead at this weekend's games, um, I think that means that there's no dead rubbers, really, because Kai and Tally are going to be going all out for 18 nils to try and get that, and, and we know that Tally plays golf this weekend. So um, do you want to jump in to just quickly yeah, go I'll through quickly the matchups? Yeah, quickly go through the weekend, round 14 preview, Division 7, Violet Town 2nd, uh, will defeat Alex 4th, Seymour 6th, will go down to Abinall 5th, Rushworth 1st to defeat Ilham 3rd, all clubs play the same teams in the final round next week. 
uh, which is a make-up uh, game for round 10, which was heated out. So be interesting. I'll play each other two weeks running. That happened earlier in the season for all the other divisions. Division 6, Park 5th will defeat Shepparton Golf 7th to stay in the finals race. Kai 2nd will defeat Stanhope 4th, which could put Stanhope out of the four. Dukie 6th hosts Yay 1st and will need a win to mathematically play finals, but Yay will eliminate that chance. Marupna 8th will go down to your row of third. Division 5 in the match of the round, Alex 1st to defeat Dukie 2nd, Eildon 5th, four points outside the four, hosts Colbo 3rd. And if they lose, we'll not play finals. And if Colbo win, they get the double chance. I'm selecting Colbo, even though it's a fair trip over to um, Eildon. Tad Hill top seventh to lose to Merrigan sixth. East eighth, Lafitte Marupta golf tenth. And VRO ninth at home to Merch fourth, who should win and keep fourth spot. Division four, Park six to defeat Seymour eight. Tad Hill top fourth. To lose the Kai Abram top, East ninth to lose the Tally fifth. Uroa third will go down to VRI second in the match of the round. And, yeah, and Division three, Stanhope fifth will lose to Rushworth second. The Gamby third at home, defeat Abinal eighth. Marupna seventh to lose to Shep Park sixth. To lose to Seymour top, rather. Park 6 plays Shep Golf 4th, and if Park win, they will swap places with Shep Golf. But I'm going for Shep Golf to win. Division 2, the final four is settled. Park will lose to Shep Golf 2nd. Park in 4th spot. Kai 1st to defeat Tally 6th. Tally, Tad Hilltop 6th. Tally 5th to defeat East 7th. And Ural 3rd to defeat Marupna Golf 8th. And in Division 1... Yes. The second last round, the penultimate round. I'm going for Kai Abram Friday night. Their match is on. They'll beat East 7th comfortably. No doubt it'll be indoors at East Shepparton. Yeah, 18-0 for me. I think um, Kai Abram really needs to, to get as many rinks as they can to make, maintain that second spot. Yep, 18-0 for me as well. Yeah, 18-0. Park 4th to defeat Hilltop 6th. Yeah, look, this this has the potential to be a bit of a danger game. Obviously, Park secured their fourth spot, and um, we've managed to beat all those sides below us. But and hopefully that's the case again. But um, Tad Hilltop always dangerous at home, so I don't think um, it'll be as easy as what it reads on paper. Marupna go down to Stanhope, and after their win, I'm going to get pick Marupna to defeat Stanhope, who've been a bit disappointing of late, despite Benny Fletcher's rink and. Uh, Greg Fitzpatrick's rink, um, he's been going very well. He lost last. I think Marupna will get up 14-4 by six shots. I think Marupna can get the job done too, and it's uh, it's only nine points now between uh, Marupna and East, so it's going to be a thrilling finish even if neither of them win again for the rest of the season uh, in terms of how many rinks they can get up. Uh, I'm going for Stanhope 14-4 at home for me. I think um, Greg Fitzpatrick's rink's been playing very well, particularly at, in those home games. Um, so I think he can be a bit of a um, force to get the job done for him. And in the last match, a prelude to the grand final could be it's golf first playing tally third. I'm going to go for Tally Garupna. Oh, you've read me mind, Brian. I'm, I'm, I'm chips in on Tally this week. I'm on week. the bandwagon. I think... Um, Look, look. to be honest, 
in terms of the premiership race, and this is probably the first time I've said it all year, I think I want to be on Kyabram now, the way that the results have been trending in recent weeks. Um, saw goal firsthand last week, you know, got the job done, but um, I just think Kai's pattern of results, they've, they've beaten golf, um, they've been really strong in the games they should win. Um, and, and I think Tally's hell-bent on getting that double chance as well. So I think they're gonna, really going to set themselves up. Mark Ryan should be back, which will help that rink that lost last week. Kyle Pugh stepped in to skip. Um, I'm going to go Tally 14-4. So they, 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 yeah, they won't get the four. points that they want, but yeah. 14-4, yes. 14-4 goals away for mine. I, I think um, there's a <clears throat> there's a red-hot Iron coming to the behinds of a few golf bowlers, and I think it'll come in the form of this week's game against yes. Sally at home. From uh, yeah, from Brett Foley, <laughs> um, Trev. That, uh, Trev. Just about wraps it up, Brian, for uh, another episode of After the Jack. Thanks very much for joining us, listeners. Thanks, Brian and Ash, for for jumping on, and again, thanks Alan Rogers for giving us his time. We'll uh, see you again next week. That was After the Jack, a McPherson Media Group production.